Welcome to Belly Dance Alchemy, a captivating blend of the best elements of career and professional development and the magic of belly dance. I'm your host, Kelly Nottingham. Ready to make your day job sparkle and your dance life grow in new and inspiring ways? Let's see what we can brew up. Hi, everybody. To start off today, I'd like to give a huge shout out of thanks to listener Samantha, who pointed out some editing issues with the last podcast episode. Thank you so much, Samantha, for letting me know. I was able to fix that episode. It's now updated thanks to your initiative in reaching out. If any of the rest of you would like to reach out to give me any feedback or share your thoughts, I would love to hear it. You can reach out to me via email in the show notes or via social media. So our topic for this week, our personal brand. There's a lot of info out there in the world on personal and professional branding, how to do it, how not to do it. And frankly, some of that content is great. And a lot of it is not so helpful. It's so easy to fall into a trap of thinking that our professional brand with capital letters has to be this thing, this sort of external reputation bubble that we build around ourselves for the world to see, a sort of shield of professionalism or a commercial for our ideal selves. The truth is, it's really not. And that's what we're going to explore today. Now, I'd like to start off with a story of a woman I've worked with in the past. Let's call her Beth, name changed to protect the guilty. Beth has had a long and varied career and prides herself on being decisive, action-oriented, a mover and shaker, connected with power brokers in her organization, multi-talented in lots of different areas, and able to be successful despite workplace drama, and a great leader. Now, I and others have worked with Beth on many, many projects over the years. Do you want to know the consensus on what it's like to work with her? Others, myself included, think of her as bossy and vindictive, willing to throw people under the bus to protect herself, a gossip of the highest order, a backstabber who causes 99% of the drama around her, unable to work well with others, argumentative and self-righteous, a prolific name dropper, and moved from job to job because everybody's afraid to fire her, but nobody really wants her on their team. So what is her brand? She will say that it's great and it's made up of all of those things that she sees in herself. But is that really her brand? Or is her actual brand what everyone else thinks of her? Well, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. She's applied for a gazillion internal and outside job promotions and has either been rejected outright or got a leadership role and then quickly got demoted again. So when people find out she's been brought on a project, they'll actually sometimes find a way to get off of that project. So what does that say about her and her professional brand? Now, in this episode, we're going to focus on three big truths. Are you ready for the first two? So first, our brand is not some big external marketing campaign. Our brand is a reflection of who we are, how we work, and what it's like to interact with us. 
It's our reputation, but not necessarily the fancy curated version on social media. It's the way others talk about us or think about us, whether we're in the room or not. Our second big truth, if our brand is our reputation, that means that we all, every one of us, already has a brand, whether we want to deal with it or not. Yours may not be great, it may be wonderful, or you may not even know whether it's great or not. But unless you've never interacted with another human being in your entire life, your brand is out there in the world already. And this brings me to the issue that, frankly, I have with most branding advice and programs and articles and courses that I see in the world. They're totally backwards. They're putting the cart before the horse. You don't start with the advertising campaign if you haven't figured out what your product is, right? But most of the advice I see on personal and professional branding does exactly this. Write out the three words you want to be known for, come up with your elevator speech, and update your online presence. And then you occasionally hear, oh yeah, and make sure you're actually demonstrating what your elevator speech is all about. Now, most of the time, that last part is not included at all. No, 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 no. This is the wrong way around. So in today's episode, we're going to flip this whole branding conversation around. We'll cover three main aspects related to branding. One, what is it really? Two, why should you care? This is a very pragmatic but useful question. And number three, how can you build and manage it so it represents you the way you want? And hopefully by the end of this episode, you'll have a much clearer approach to building and maintaining your own brand in the way that brands are actually created in reality. So let's jump right in with what branding really is. As I mentioned before, there's a lot of talk about branding nowadays, and a significant amount of that discussion focuses on your online presence or the way you're perceived by important people or randos on the internet. And all of this is a carefully crafted marketing campaign to advertise an ideal version of yourself. And here's the thing, though. Your brand is built out of every piece of work you do. On every interaction you have, big and small, the mistakes you've made and how you've handled those mistakes. It's not a facade or a shiny new coat of paint we slap onto the wall and hope that nobody notices all the dents in the wall underneath. Building and then trying to maintain that ideal sort of branding is not only mentally and emotionally exhausting, but it actually also prevents you from connecting authentically with people in a way that's mutually beneficial. Because people, they already have an idea about what you're like if they've ever met you or interacted with you or even heard about you. Maybe you're super creative, but you show up late to every meeting ever or you have lots of ideas, but you have a hard time making decisions. Guess what? People will know that about you, either directly or by hearing it from someone else. So trying to sell them on you being this amazingly decisive or always on time person, it's not going to work. And then guess what your brand becomes? You're a fake. You're not honest with yourself or others, or you're completely deluded into thinking that you're actually telling the truth about yourself. Not bueno. Branding is built on more than just the persona that you want the world to see, that you've built on LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever. 
It's a combination of multiple parts of you, your beliefs, your priorities, your skills and talents, how you interact with others, both people who can help you, and I think even more importantly, how you treat people who can't help you, how you deal with problems or conflict, how you handle stress, how you deal with people you don't like. Ew, that last one makes my stomach hurt a little, but it's true. The list will go on and on. Our brand is an amalgamation of what it's like to interact with us, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, as we'll discuss in just a few, we, of course, want our brand to be mostly the good. But in order to successfully build and maintain a great reputation, we have to be aware of the bad parts and the ugly parts of ourselves. And if we're willing, work on fixing those things. I like to think of our brands as being what people say about us when we're not in the room. If your name pops up in a discussion about a new project, for example, the idea of you that's in every person's head in that room, that is your brand, not your online social media presence, not your elevator speech. Remember Beth? Yes, she definitely had a glowing elevator speech about herself that she could rattle off at the drop of a hat. Did anyone who had ever worked with her actually believe it? Nope. And this brings up another huge aspect to this whole conversation that often gets lost in the mail. Those things I just mentioned, your beliefs, priorities, how you handle stress, and so on. When we think about our brand, it's not only critical to understand how we see ourselves and promote ourselves out to the world, but to understand this third big truth. Our brand is basically built on other people's perceptions of us. Not the truth we want them to know, but how they perceive us. And that perception is based on their interactions with us, what they've heard from others about us, and the gaps that their brains have filled in when there's missing information. In other words, our brand is 100% relative. The reputation we have is different for every person who interacts with us because our brains fill in gaps. We make sense of things that we don't understand. And if we can't make sense of it, we make things up. All humans do this. So if someone is only seeing a part of what we're capable of, or only seeing us in one setting, or only heard through the grapevine that we're creative, that's what they're going to use as the foundation for their mental image of us. They've created a brand for us in their minds, whether it's actually true or not. Now, I say this not to make you feel like there's no hope, because there absolutely is. We'll get to that in a few, don't worry. But first, if our brand, our reputation, is in the eye of the beholder, so to speak, then why should we care about it at all? Why should you care? If you don't care at all about what others think of you, well, you're going to have a hard time in life. Those of you who've listened to other episodes know that I'm not one to say, change everything about yourself to make other people happy. Nor am I in the camp of, Live your whole life like others are watching you all the time. Not at all. However, we are not islands in a vast sea of being alone. We are, at worst, maybe a loosely affiliated archipelago of humanity. But most of us are peninsulas. We're connected to others. We are not alone. And that whole lone gun against the world thing 
is not going to make for a successful life or career or dance existence. Maybe you like the work you do. Maybe you enjoy the opportunities you get in life. Maybe you want more of the same, or maybe you're searching for new opportunities. Humans are social creatures. Even the most introverted of us depends on someone else at some level, and this is especially true if we consider ourselves to be part of a community of any kind. That means that we have to figure out how to maneuver successfully through that environment if we want to succeed at any level. If we like the way our lives are going, we have to do a little work to keep those opportunities coming. If we want new opportunities or bigger chances in life, we have to build the environment around us for those types of opportunities to open themselves to us. This becomes even more important when we're living our lives in a virtual or hybrid type of environment, because the less in-person interaction time we have and the more curated our time with others becomes, the less chance we have to actually build that solid reputation brick by brick with another person. I mean, if they're only seeing us for two hours a month in a virtual meeting, it's going to be really hard to influence that person into understanding who we are and what we have to offer the world. If we want to broaden our opportunities in a virtual world, we have to work that much harder to connect with people, to get them to understand who we are and what we can do. All right, so you know you're not an island, that you need others to help find the opportunities you want in life. So what do you do now? We start building our brand, brick by brick, interaction by interaction, and we do it proactively. So where do we start? Again, not with the standard branding advice of elevator speeches and new online profiles. That comes later. First, we have to understand two key things. What we actually have to offer and what our brand already is, because it's already out there, remember? Once we make sense of those two things, we can move forward with reinforcing our brand that's already out there in people's heads and proactively building and modifying our brand going forward. So how do we know what we have to offer? Now, here's some things you can ask yourself to kind of dig into this a little bit. Which of your skills and talents are you most proud of? How are you useful to other people? Or even better, how are you indispensable to other people? How do other people benefit by knowing you? When do you feel motivated? Now, let's compare that to what our brand may already be. Now, this can be a bit challenging because we can't necessarily read other people's minds, but we can do some fact-finding and compare it to what we know about ourselves. So some questions to think about. What kind of recognition have you gotten in your career or in your life? This can be awards or kudos or thanks for this great thing that you did. Do you have a nickname and what is it? Now, this one sounds silly, but it gives a pretty clear idea about what people think of you if they call you Diva or Sunshine or The Mayor. What kind of opportunities have you been passed over for? That can also give you a clue as to how others think of you. But the best way to know what others think about you is to just ask them. 
ask a few trusted people who will be honest with you for feedback on how you're perceived. You might be surprised. This also requires us to be really honest with ourselves. We may not like what others tell us about the perception of ourselves. We may not like the reputation that we have. And at that point, we have two choices. We can either get mad and defensive and just dig in further to the way we are, or we can acknowledge that someone else's views of us may have some grain of truth in them. And if we want things to be different going forward, we need to do something different to make some changes. And now, now we are finally ready to start talking about what you want your brand to be and to actively start building it. You have a clearer picture of what you have to offer and what you're known for. Are those two things in line with each other? Do people know what you're able to do and understand what it's like to work with you? If so, great. What specifically are you doing to help people understand what it's like to work with you? In other words, what do you need to keep doing to continue building that good reputation? Now, if you feel that maybe others don't know what you can do or they don't know what it's like to work with you, is it because they have the wrong impression? Where are their ideas about you coming from? And this is a big one. How are you reinforcing that reputation with them? If they think of you as being difficult and you're like, I'm not difficult, except in every meeting that I'm in with that person then their opinion of you may have some basis in reality. If they have no impression of you at all, are you keeping yourself invisible? Are you keeping yourself a secret? Do you just keep your head down, hoping others will notice all that you have to offer the world? Most people honestly don't take the time to notice a lot about other people because frankly, everybody's busy with their own stuff. Now, regular listeners have heard this before, but it's always worth reinforcing. It's not enough to be competent at something. You have to be visibly competent to get the opportunities you want in life. Visibly competent means that others have to see that you know how to do something. So how can you show others that you have the skills and talents and abilities you want to be known for? Well, that's going to be the focus of our final spin. If you think that your brand can use some building or reinforcing, then let's start. This week, I want you to think about how you show who you are and how you show what you can do. If you want people to know that you are always on time, then that means you need to always be on time. If you want people to know that you can handle change effectively and efficiently, then how can you show that to them on a regular basis whenever they interact with you? Do you tell others what you're working on or do you let them know about your successes? Now, if you're introverted or if this feels scary or risky to advocate for yourself, let me reassure you, this doesn't mean you have to stand up on a podium in a company meeting and strike your power pose and start off with, today I did this. You can find ways within your day and week to fill people in on the work you're doing and what it's like to work with you. It could be through email or through a social media post or through your regular day-to-day interactions. And trust me, it doesn't have to be braggy. 
It can just be a little celebration of something you accomplished or something you learned, or you can ask them a question about something you're working on to let them know that you're trying to learn something new and that you're working on that specific thing. And do the same with your leadership team. Check in with them to let them know what you're working on and how it's going. And over this next week, I also want you to do a little detective work to find out what your reputation currently is. Maybe you have some idea, but you can think back about feedback you've gotten over the past few years, or maybe you can chat with a trusted friend or colleague about an area of improvement. Then the adventure becomes showing that you're working on that area so people know you're improving yourself and your brand. All right, everyone, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast with a friend if you find it useful. Talk to you soon. Bye. If the pandemic lockdown has made you aware of some major changes you want to make in your career or dance life, I can help. Maybe you realize you hate your current job or that you're holding yourself back from making a big life change that deep down you really want. Now is the time to start building momentum for the future. I've spent my career in professional development and training at Fortune 100 companies, leading training initiatives and coaching people from frontline employees to executive level leaders to improve their relationship to their work, their colleagues, and themselves. If you think some non-judgmental support and gentle nudging would help you to get going, give me a call to discuss one-on-one coaching and consulting. If your organization or company is ready for an injection of new ideas, energy, and practical tools to improve company culture and efficiency, let's chat. I have off-the-shelf workshops ready to bring to your organization on topics like effective communication, change management, presentation skills, and a suite of leadership development workshops, just to name a few. Custom workshops are also an option. For a 30-minute complimentary consultation, email me at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com, go to bellydancealchemy.org, or reach out to me on LinkedIn or via the links in the podcast notes so we can see if I'm a good fit for your needs. Well, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to this podcast and share the magic with your dance friends. If you want more, you can sign up for our mailing list at bellydancealchemy.org or you can email me your suggestions and feedback. I would love to hear from you at bellydancealchemypodcast at gmail.com. Bye.